1: Locked on Mavericks for Wednesday, February 8th, episode number 82. This is the end of our regular season. Uh, I'm Mike Marshall. He's Jacob Kemp. He's at Not Jack Kemp. I'm at Machine Sports, and you can follow the show as well at uh, Locked on Mavs on Twitter or shoot us some emails if you're so inclined at Locked at gmail.com. Um, what we're going to do today is mainly pick over the, uh, the contest last night, the happenings at the AAC. Um, so Mavs lose at home in one of the more, uh, more fun games that, uh, that we've seen this season. Um, they fall to 23 and 32 in the season, three and a half games back of eight, the eighth seed. Now they've lost to the two teams that were in front of them, which kind of sucks, but, uh, So six lead changes in the final minute, um, Mavs go on a 13-0 scoring run after Portland goes on a 13-0 scoring run, and, um, I've got about four, I think I've got four solid reasons as to why I blame this loss, not solely on Rick Carlisle, but one of the very few times this season and over the last seasons when I've gone, yeah, Rick kind of cost them that game, um... What are, you, what are your feelings overall about the contest, I guess, before we, uh, we jump in deeper?
0: Well, first of all, I don't think they really had any business being in this game in the fourth quarter. I mean, Portland had tons of open looks in the first quarter that, and in the second quarter that weren't falling, and they were still up by, like, 15 or 13 or whatever at the break. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Dallas was lucky to even be around.
1: Yeah, I kept telling myself Portland's the worst def- defensive team in basketball, and if the Mavs, like, actually start grinding out good possessions. And they started getting to the free throw line. That's kind of what, like, got them back in it. Um, I think they shot – they had 30 um, at one point in the fourth quarter. Overall, they had 32, a season high for free throws, basically. And I was like, okay, that can get them back in it. And then I did not, I did not anticipate a 13-0 run, but I do get what you're saying. Portland, just – if you're going eyeball test and you're not looking up at the scoreboard, if they didn't keep a score – I would have thought Portland walks away, just kinda like uh sleepily tucks it in in about, you know, the three minute mark of the fourth quarter with a twelve point lead. Um but no. Uh Mavs fought back. Um so here's and I'm I'm fine if you disagree or if you have you can stop me if you if you disagree with any of these points, but um here are the reasons why I feel like Rick Carlisle cost them that game. Um, so starting at the 2:05 mark in the fourth quarter, um, so they went to Barnes once uh, in the fourth. He made a really tough turnaround. They went to him again. Um, he got McCollum to foul him, uh, and it was the exact same spot of the floor. It's that that um, if you're facing the basket, that left elbow extended almost to the three point line. And McCollum was on him, and he got a bucket, and then he got fouled uh, to get to the line, which. We'll have to talk about his free throw shooting last night at some point. Five of eight from the free throw line. I probably need more than that from uh, from Barnes. But um, what was he so on they, the year? Uh, it's eighty
0: eighty five percent.
1: It's above what it's above sixty two percent. I know that which he was uh, last night. But um, so they go to him once he gets a bucket. They go to him twice he gets fouled. And then Yogi gets that, uh, that, it's almost basically like a transition bucket where he throws it down to Dirk, and Dirk kind of pins his man, and he runs off him. And they, uh, I think that tied it. And then basically the rest of the half-court possessions for the Mavericks were dumping into Barnes, left elbow extended. And they did it once, and McCollum played him well, and he missed the shot. They did it again, um, and he missed the shot. And then they did it one more time with Aminu, who had switched on to him. And that's when Aminu picked off the pass. Uh, he let it out to Dame, and Dame threw an oop to Plumley. So, number one, that's just, I don't know. I feel like going to Barnes like five times in the final five minutes in the same exact play and not recognizing they had switched uh, Aminu over to him was, uh, I'm not going to say lazy, might, maybe just kind of a little bit bullheaded uh, to try and do the, the Dirk trick with Harrison Barnes. Because Harrison Barnes is awesome. Like, I really love what he's done. This season, and I love what he uh, he means towards the future, but he's not Dirk Nowitzki, um, and he's not going to be able to take over um, for a five minute stretch in the fourth quarter um, on every single night. Like he could, he could do it he could do it a couple he could do it a couple times, but not having like a secondary action off that, and not having some kind of wrinkle off that, it really pissed me off. And then the last time they did it. Rick, like, audibly and noticeably was like, that's my bad. <laughs> He's like, I didn't mean that to run that play if Aminu's on him. Um, and I guess he just didn't tell Yogi that. So I Yeah, guess-
0: that's frustrating. But, like, to go back to the Barnes one, I mean, he was trying to find Dirk cutting baseline.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was a bad pass. Like, Barnes F that up.
1: Oh, the, the, pa- the Powell one, you mean? Okay, it was Powell. Yeah, yeah Pal like, dove baseline, which is kind of dumb to bring another defender into the lane, but yeah, whatever.
0: That was botched, but the idea, I didn't hate it. Trying to force the ball short sideline with Aminu there. Bad call, but also a terrible entry pass.
1: Yeah, yeah, Yogi will I think do that Yogi sometimes. Had a couple,
0: yeah, he had two or three last night where I'm like, dude, you are, and even really on the... Um, the play that ended up with Harris getting to the uh, rim and having mm-hmm. no idea No that, how that he was, was a scramble, to, yeah. That was ridiculous. But that started as a scramble because that was a, also a very poor entry pass. Yeah. Uh from Yogi. So I guess I could see what you're saying. I thought it was more uh interesting just some of the substitution patterns.
1: Yeah, that that was one of my notes as well. Um I think the the McCollum bucket at like 36 left. I think they. Um, it was the side, the the opposite side from the camera. Inbounds play, and they let Yogi go in there and chase around McCollum. That was the one where McCollum just bodied him and he went and and flying right running into <laughs> a <the> screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he basically just ran. And he uh, he's not that good at fighting over screens, by the way. Um, I know he's a little dude, but you got to feel that coming. And you got to. I mean, he's quick enough to get his feet around like a screen that's being set on him. But dude, he gets his like trailer hitched on a screen like four or five times a game and it's fine against a lot of teams but whenever you have Portland's backcourt like it's gonna be a problem and we'll talk yeah. about some of the things that Portland did to him that <laughs> yesterday morning we were sitting here going hey they're starting Yogi and he's playing 40 minutes a game and they're not having to pay on the boards uh they're starting Yogi at the point and they're not having to pay from the three-point line like well that kind of ended last night but um yeah his entry passes I don't If he doesn't do it on, like, the first immediate action, like, the first, okay, got him, throw it up there. Like, I feel like he doesn't really have a feel for that. And it's probably just size. It's probably just not having a great angle. But, um, so, for most of the fourth quarter, um, C.J. McCollum had been defended by uh, Wes. And then, when it came down to 36 seconds left, they let Yogi get on McCollum. And that's the one where he got just like thrown into the baseline and into underneath the basket for like the easiest you know um, ten foot little flick in that you've ever seen. And then my I think my biggest problem um, that happened in the fourth quarter was the um, the second to last McCollum bucket. I think it was the uh, the and one when they didn't take into account that you can throw the ball. Into your own back, you know, uh, uh, into the court.
0: They just didn't pick him up near early enough. I mean, yeah. he, let's see, he picks he picks him up at the three point line, and it is way too late. And that's yeah. I kind of think that's on
1: Devin. A little bit, yeah. But I mean, you also got to say if they throw it back, go pressure him. You know, you yeah. Gotta, I'm
0: looking at Rick, and it doesn't look well. He's kind of motioning, but I mean, no, nah, actually, he's really not. That's like <laughs> an, it's an assistant, but man, I mean. He, yeah, he's he's back. He's backpedaling so hard at the three point line, and it is yeah. oh, it's over.
1: And I can't remember if Dirk is on the court at that point. He's not. Re- they don't really have. I don't think they have a real center on the court <clears throat> See, at that point.
0: That's what I was thinking. Is I'm surprised Meijer didn't get any run in the last minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean and even
0: on the on the last McCollum shot, I don't know. I it's easy to nitpick lineup stuff, but when you have those guys. When you have McCollum and Lillard able to just get into the paint at will. Yeah. I could see you you I mean, look, he didn't need to be on the floor for them to catch up. They caught up because he wasn't on the floor. Right. Partially. But I mean, there is nobody protecting the rim on this last McCollum bucket. I mean, Finney Smith is kind of trying, but he's like not even really close. I mean, and Yogi gets into the circle but what's he going to do? Like that Yeah. I, I would have thought Measury would have been on the floor for like the last couple minutes of the game or at least like switching in and out with Dirk or Finney Smith.
1: Yeah. No, he needs to be out there cuz I mean if there's no um if I mean Finney Smith I don't know. I uh I have to you have to take into account like what he is and what he's getting paid and everything, but I thought he had a He's had a pretty bad stretch the last two games that I've watched where he's done, like, some really dumb crap where he's done, like, Justin Anderson stuff where he'll attack, attack off the dribble and have no idea what, like, the second move is. And then, like, not being a defensive presence, like, when they need somebody down there, too. Because Dwight Powell just can't do that. I don't know why. Um, but, yeah, I'm watching the McCollum bucket at, like, 19 seconds left and Finney Smith is, like, really slow to get over there. And he's the closest thing to a rim protector that's on the court.
0: Yeah. and. Close is generous. Yeah, exactly. He's close, but he's late as hell.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's he's just got to know, like, I'm the rim protector in this lineup. Like, there's no way around it. Like, Dirk ain't getting over there. I've got to be cognizant of that and leave freaking Aminu or leave Plumley if I have to. Um, So they're not not checking McCollum before he got to basically inside the three-point line really pissed me off because that's just basic stuff. Um, and then, so, (laughs) McCollum murders you, uh, in the final minute, um, scoring their last five points, uh, and then with 3.9 left, you're going to let him catch the inbound pass? You're going to, you're going to let that dude get the ball. I did not see any sense in that. I was like, put Wesley Matthews on him, keep him from touching the ball, and they just, they just let him have it, and, um... Yeah, so that's how you lose a basketball game. Um, Those three to four little things and the lineups that they were trying out there uh, in the final minute were kind of odd. I don't even know if I need Yogi on the court for a lot of that, um, unless he's... Which he did a fine job on Dame, but I don't know. I just feel like Rick Carlisle kind of cost them that game. He didn't do them any favors, and it made it almost impossible for them to overcome that kind of crap.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that they're... I don't think they're far behind. I think they're about as good as Portland, which is weird because Portland has – dude, I love Plumlee so much. I know a lot of people <laughs> hate him. That guy's got to be one of the five best running the floor big men in the game.
1: Oh, yeah. He's he's pretty swift.
0: Like outside of obviously your 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 answers like Boogie and I don't even know, dude. Um, Draymond, <laughs> Capella. right and maybe like blake and deandre dude i don't know how many dudes do you have that just can he can put it on the floor he can rim run Uh, i mean i guess ad's in there too but he's just i like that guy a lot and yeah his advanced stats are always really really good um i don't know they it's weird to me they're not a lot better than they are although i guess they have been better
1: Mm -hmm. well they'll be better now that evan turner's out (laughs) Dude. <laughs> Since he broke his hand.
0: <laughs> he was just...
1: He's garbage. Um, so I'm watching that, the, the last play, the 3.9 seconds left. Plumlee's inbounding the ball. Yeah. You don't need anybody on him. Like, what is he going to do? Step in and knock down a three? Like, you don't need anybody on Plumlee. And Barnes is jumping up and down trying to... Deny. Um, yeah, trying to deny. And that makes him late to trap on McCollum. And... Yeah, you don't need anybody in Plumlee's face. Like, he's not going to step in and knock down a 20-foot a jumper to win the game, I don't think. And if he does, good freaking job, man. Ah, that drives me crazy. Um,
0: it's a weird thing how we've gone back and forth from, like, you really only have to be within three of the eight seed and playing some younger players before losses go from pissing you off to making <laughs> you happy to pissing you off to making you happy.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is – this is what uh, I think, like we're good at, and what uh, the fandom is trained to do, which is like dissect why you didn't win, um, and break down like um, you know games that the Mavs are competitive in. We're not good at like uh, sitting around preparing for a top five pick. That's not what we're trained to do. That's not our like. That's not our M O. <laughs> that's not what we're good at here in Dallas. So, I'm I'd, I'd rather do this. I'd rather it be with, uh, you know, 32 wins at this point in this season or something like that, but here we are. Um, so I guess we can get back to all the things we uh, were laughing about yesterday morning <laughs> that teams hadn't made the Mavericks pay for um, uh, yet, and Yogi's uh, starting stint um, got to him last night because, let's see, so Mavs had 30 boards. The Portland Trailblazers had 55 <laughs> The Trailblazers shot uh, 39.3% from three, and a lot of that was on uh, Dame Lillard just going bananas from behind the arc in the first three quarters. Um, Where was he? Five of nine from three overall. A lot of that was Yogi getting just someone putting a lasso on him while he's trying to run around picks. Um, Also, what the hell is going on with Seth Curry? (laughs) Yeah, he took one shot last night.
0: Yeah, he did have uh, was it what third quarter whenever he got looked like he got funny bone popped pretty hard?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was uh Plumley was out there sliding on him, giving him some of that lockdown D and uh he ran a elbow into Plumley's chest and the elbow slash shoulder combination of Seth lost that battle. Yeah. <laughs> look like look like he like sublexed his shoulder where it like went above his head for like half a split second. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't
0: really, like, if it persists, that might be something else. But, I mean, he's been taking the, let's see, the six games before that, he was averaging, like, 17 field goal attempts a game.
1: Yeah. So, it's not like,
0: you know, I'm not – I think that had to have something to do with it.
1: I don't know, though. He won him that game last Friday night. I mean, Yogi played great, but Seth took over in the fourth. Yeah. The game against Portland.
0: So, I'm not – I don't know. I guess I'll have to see, you know – if it persists but that's right. it's a one game I think it's probably a one game aberration combined with a dude I thought he was for real hurt like
1: yeah no I've done that exact thing I've done that on both shoulders yeah. before and it's a pain in the ass I'm it's I guess we're lucky it's his non-shooting shoulder because that would be a disaster it looked like he popped it up and it slid out a little bit and yeah. he was like "Ooh!" once he put it back down Utah
0: is freaking hot coming in here. That's, yeah. that's why Last night, that's why that one kills you is because the last two man.
1: Utah the, is uh, Utah's Utah. formidable.
0: They're on their way. Let's see they're, what their projection. Do you have it at five thirty eight in front of you?
1: I do. Utah is projected at fifty one and thirty one, uh, which would be the one two three four five sixth best record in basketball. Uh, is their projection, and that would be. Fourth in the uh, the West, right in front of the Grizzlies if they finish according to projections. Um, they've beaten the Mavs four straight times. Um, obviously, you know the last one went to uh, to overtime. But um, yeah, this upcoming schedule, you uh, you needed that one last night if you're gonna if you're gonna mess around and be threatening for the eighth seed. Yeah, um,
0: I, I know that the game that Gobert went nuts. Uh, the Mavericks mm-hmm. forced overtime in that game despite. Mm-hmm. Playing this five out lineup, but last night Barnes, Curry, Yogi, Matthews, Dirk had a rebound percentage of 20 (laughs) in 10 minutes. And if you just replace, um, if you just replace Curry with Harris, which is the second most used lineup last night, that one got up to 40. The third most uh, used lineup, which is Barnes, Curry, Harris, Matthews, Measure, was at 31. So, that's 25 minutes of the game last night where they were hovering around 28% rebound percentage, which is, you know. That ain't going to work. Normal, especially with Utah. It's just, I
1: don't know. That's like, I don't know. I feel like you could get 25% of the rebounds if you just let the ball hit the ground. (laughs) And, like, you were chasing, like, um not even catching rebounds in the air just like boxing people out and letting the ball hit the ground I figure you might get to 25% if you had no arms Um, but yeah got Utah Thursday nights and then Orlando and then Boston and then it gets a little bit uh, I don't know I feel like this is a really balanced part of the schedule where you get Utah and Boston uh, before Monday but then you get Detroit which who the hell knows which Detroit team shows up and then Minnesota and New Orleans so I don't know. I feel like you're going to be 500 for the rest of this month. Um, and um, just hope that Denver and um, who the hell we just played, Portland, don't uh, don't go too high on you. But I still um, wouldn't
0: be surprised if, let's say, at the end of February, um, so seven more games, they'll probably be two to four back from eighth. That wouldn't surprise me yeah, at all.
1: Absolutely. Um, all right, we'll be back with you tomorrow. We might uh, – I predicted this a couple weeks ago but uh, off air, but the Mavs are one of the uh, five finalists for Larry Sanders, Jake. Really? (laughs) We might have to talk about that pretty soon. So um, we'll get back at you tomorrow. Thank you for listening, and uh, Jacob, thank you for your time. We'll see you.